Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 133. I'm Rob Wright, Editorial Director of Search Security, and I am here with my Associate Site Editor, Maddie Bacon. Maddie, welcome. Thank you. You are taking Peter's spot in the cozy confines of Chernobyl, <laughs> our little podcast studio here. Uh, thank you for joining. We are going to be discussing a story that we've talked about before that you have been covering and that you just did a, a, a follow-up on, an ongoing uh, story since, I guess, last March, right? Uh, mm-hmm. RSA conference. RSA conference came under a lot of criticism earlier this year uh, after a few uh, notable InfoSec uh, experts sort of expressed um, dismay, disappointment. I think both. Yeah. yeah. That uh, out of the 22 or so keynote speakers, only one was female. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a sort of a, a, a wave of constructive criticism about how RSA conference needs to do better. Uh, we should note that the one uh, female keynote speaker on the original list was Monica Lewinsky, who has now become a an activist for uh, anti-cyberbullying. Um, and she's a good speaker, uh, but she's not an InfoSec expert. She's not an InfoSec, uh, InfoSec professional. And a lot of the criticism was, well, there's a lot of good female experts out there, people in the field. Uh, why don't you have some of them speak? And that led to the creation of our essay. Am I pronouncing that right? I think so. That's how I pronounce it. Okay. Which was a was a sort of a offshoot. It was a, a brand new event. It was hosted at uh, Cloudflare headquarters, I believe. I believe. Where it was, uh, it was focused on bringing a more sort of diverse lineup of women and minorities in the infosec field. It was a one day event during RSA. Uh, now, RSA, if memory serves, they had said something along the lines of, we're going to be looking at this, we're going to, you know, way back in the spring, we're going to be looking at this, looking for ways to improve. And mm-hmm. me being the bitter cynic that I am, I said, yeah, sure, we'll, right. we'll, I'm sure they'll, we'll see lots of changes. But lo and behold, as you wrote about last week, mm-hmm. and as we've seen via RSA's blog, uh, they did. They did come up with something called the, what is it called, actually? <laughs> um, the Diversity and Inclusion. I, I think it's initiative. Yes. But I don't know if that's the official title, but uh, Diversity yeah, and Inclusion. Yeah, the blog post here says, RSA Conference unveils new diversity and inclusion initiative. Now, that sounds like, you know. Very the, official. Yeah, <laughs> and as I read it, I'm like, hmm, that, We'll see if there's any any sort of meat to this, but there there is. Yeah. Uh, starting with probably the most talked about, um, and I don't want to say controversial because I really haven't seen any controversy about this at all. But the elimination of all male panels. Yes, the manal no, <laughs> will be no more at RSA. It's very exciting. Yeah. So what else was in this uh, initiative? Um, there was lots of little things that are big things. They sort of broke it into four different categories of changes that they've made. Um, the first of which is their governance, which basically just means they've added more people to their advisory board who have different backgrounds. And um, so they now have a more diverse advisory board, which is nice. And Gotta start somewhere. Yep. 
Um, and then they looked at the actual experience that women and minorities have at the conference. So they've added safe walk programs. So if you want, um, there'll be extra patrols on routes to and from the conference and hotels that aren't serviced by public transportation. They are starting an initiative where, and the details on this are a little fuzzy, I'm not sure, but if you want an escort, if you want somebody to walk you back to your hotel at the end of the day, they are um, gathering a group of people who will be volunteering to do that. I'm not sure who the walkers are exactly, but TBD on that. Mm. Um, They've updated their code of conduct and their exhibitor dress code, which is a good thing, as RSA was also in the news with the controversy around booth babes, uh, f- I think in 2015. It was a while they, ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember they took heat for that. When yeah. They, yes. <laughs> a lot of people were like, what's the big deal? Right. Man, times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the better. Yeah. Um, there's going to be an on-site childcare room now with... Um, somebody who can look after your kids and um, I'm not sure they weren't sure yet if it was going to be in Moscone or if it was going to be in the Marriott um, but close enough where you can go back and forth if you bring your kid there and still want to participate they can come hang out in the press room can't make it any crazier yeah. than it is. <laughs> I don't know if we want small children around a bunch of reporters no, but probably, <laughs> probably yeah, good point um, and they're also doing, they've all, they're also adding either in the Marriott or in Moscone, a prayer room. So I think that's where we're at for the experience. And then their programming, very, the programming is also exciting to me. Um, the outlawing of the mantle, the call for speakers submission form apparently was, um, I haven't read any previous ones or this one to be perfectly honest but what I've heard about it is that it used different language and was more inclusive and more um, focused on letting anyone any potential speaker know that what they're looking that diversity is important to the conference and as far as the keynotes go the conference organizers have spoken to their sponsored keynotes and just had a conversation apparently and said consider diversity and um, we'll see what that how that turns out when they yeah. announce the keynote lineup um, either this month or next month yeah um, there's also a bunch of extra I mean I, I think they usually do a, like a half-day seminar um, for women in security but they've expanded. There are a bunch of new programs this year. Um, yeah, they did a lot. Yeah. And there's also a bunch of youth programs, which is exciting. Um, I guess they're doing the last two days of the conference are college days. So if you're a local student in the area and you want to come check out RSA, you can do so either for credit, if your college works that way, um, totally free of charge. Um, and there's a they're doing the RSA scholarship again. And... There's a, there's a whole bunch of different initiatives that they mentioned um, that I want to dive into in the coming months um, of what they're doing to get more kids involved yeah. and let them 
come check out RSA and hopefully encourage a new generation of cybersecurity folks. It's important. I mean, yeah. we've talked about that in other podcasts and other discussions here in the office and obviously the work that you've done on the subject. You've written a number of articles about that, but it just, it feels like if you don't start to get younger people sort of exposed to this stuff at a very early age, like by the time yeah. they're in college, I don't know that someone's going to do an about face right. and just say, yeah, I want to get into computer science, IT. And even if you do get into computer science, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to security. <laughs> You're going to be you could be developing uh, mobile apps trying to trying to right. strike it rich. That's exactly what was encouraged in my IT program. In yeah, college. yeah. Why Here's how to make the most money. Yeah, make go a make mobile a app. Pokemon Go club. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that that was really encouraging to see. Mm -hmm. So, um, a couple thoughts on that initiative for me when I first saw it. Uh, like I said, I wasn't expecting really anything too detailed. Um, I think so. The the elimination of the of the all mail pay the mails. Mm -hmm. There there is a little caveat to that. It's it's um, they say uh, the elimination of all mail panels on the keynote stages. I don't know what they term mm -hmm. keynote because there's different main stages at the event. So. Um, so something like the cryptographers panel, that's on one of the keynote stages. Yeah, that is, you know, at least last year and the year before. I don't know how, uh, going back how far. It's traditionally been an all male panel. So that something like that, there. I'll, I'll is, be curious to see what they do with yeah, that this year. They're going to have to find, uh, uh, according to this, a female representative mm -hmm. for that. Um, if they instituted that for the whole event, I, I was going through the agenda. And I was trying to see like how many of the panels, just like all panels throughout the show. From last year. Yeah, from last, yeah. For, earlier this year. Well, yeah. Yeah, um, were, were all male. And I, I gotta be honest, like I was actually surprised. I first started looking through it and I said, well, this isn't looking good at all. <laughs> but after I got through the first few slots and, and uh, you know chunks of the schedule with panels, I started, I started seeing more than I, I thought. There were very few that seemed like they were, you know, according to me doing a, this is not empirical, <laughs> an empirical study. This is not scientific evidence here. But ac according to my read through of this, it seemed like the, you know, your average panel was, was, um, was not all male. So that's good. But I guess, so here's a question. Do we think this is, the, do we think the panel aspect of this is going to help? Because I think there's only like two or three, I know, well, they added a bunch of um, keynote slots and right. stuff, so I think there were maybe more. Yeah, last year, or the 2018 conference had, um, it looks like, three panels, uh, two of which were all men. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what difference it makes to outlaw the mantle, um, I think depends on how they handle it. If, for instance, the cryptographers panel, if they just throw one token lady on there, yeah. I don't know that that's really going to make a difference. But if they, if it, if there were two or three women on there potentially, yeah, 
um, that could make a difference as long as you know they actually get the equal speaking time that yeah. the former panelists uh, would get. Um, it's really, I think, just having the balance in a panel is a good thing. A because you get different perspectives, and you're not just getting the male perspective on, yeah. even if they, even if the men on the panel are have different backgrounds you know it's still good to get a little bit of a variety mm-hmm. but it's also good um, optics I guess to have evenly split or at least just like slightly more diverse panels yeah um, because that will make women who are in the industry and have potentially have interest in doing those things but are like oh well I'm not going to do it because women don't do this and we don't get selected for these sorts of speaking engagements Um, that's going to change that there'll be more women coming forward applying um, stepping up and it may encourage other women who aren't quite at that point in their career yet to like work towards that yeah so yeah, I, I think it's a good starting point, too, because like you said, if it gets more people to step forward, then you mm-hmm. can extend that beyond just like the keynote stage and you can start to say, okay, we really have a lot more people coming forward, making themselves available. We have a lot more female candidates for this stuff. There's really, because I think part of the excuse, and maybe I'm, I'm mischaracterizing this, but part of the excuse was initially with RSA was, well, we try. We're not trying to have an right. undiverse, but well, all we can do is ask. If they say no, then, you know. I um, mean, sure. Yeah. But um, they've just, you know, proven themselves wrong this year. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can they, do it. They can. Well, they have. And, yeah. like, they so with the, the changes they made, and I think perhaps – the media attention that this got last year and that they stepped up and said, we're going to do something about this, um, even if some of us rolled our eyes and said, yeah, okay, we'll see. Um, they got – so I, I spoke to Sandra Toms, who's the VP and curator of RSA, yes. and she told me that with the changes um, to their call for speakers submission form, for the last conference there was – 12% of the submissions were from women. And this year it has gone up to 18% of the submissions are from women. Right. Which, you know, to me sounds really small, but is actually significant. Yeah. That's improvement. And she said, you know, they get over 2,400 submissions per conference. Yeah. So that's in the grand scheme, that's a significant amount more women that have submitted to, to speak at RSA. Yeah. I got to be honest, too. I would have expected it. Um, I wouldn't have expected it to be an increase, at least not yet. And I would I would also say, again, being the bitter, cynic, pessimist that I am, if you didn't do anything at all, if you didn't inc- announce this initiative, I could actually see it going down. Because if if I'm if now that you have competition out there, and I, we don't know, we should state we don't know like what is going to happen next year with our RSA. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we haven't done a survey amongst female infosec professionals about what, you know, what are your feelings on RSA? Are you not going to go? Are you, right. you know, are you turned off by this whole thing? Um, we haven't done that. 
but I've asked at least a few people that I spoke with um, at the event last year or earlier this year. I keep doing that. <laughs> uh, earlier this year, back in March, um, April rather, uh, and they were like they they noticed like they they mm-hmm. know what's going on like they right. they were it, it's it, it, and you you're at the event you're speaking at the event a lot of these people a lot of the women that I talked with it's like you don't want to trash the event right you want to come back. Uh, you don't want to create a controversy. At the same time, you know, it's pretty obvious that they were not happy with the situation, felt like something needed to be done. So mm-hmm. doing something that at least can start to translate to, I don't know, noticeable differences yeah. in the content, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, what, I, in terms of your conversation with Tom's, like what, I don't know, what were your... What were your takeaways? Um, I know you have more content coming on this, so don't I do, spoil yeah. no, everything. No, I won't. Right? <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think they're really trying. I think, um, you know, Sandra said she was sort of surprised um, at the reaction to um, last or earlier this year. Earlier this year's, uh, the last conference. Um, she was surprised at all the negative attention it got just because, I mean, she used the line, of course, that they had been using since the, from the get-go, that it wasn't the finalized speaker lineup. Um, sure. Um, I don't know how, I'm, I have mixed feelings about that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but that she was surprised because, you know, she, she works mostly on, with other women on this conference, and it's something that's important to her personally and professionally. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and she also said, you know, she was happy that this that so many people brought this up because now it means she can do more on it. Yeah. Not that she couldn't have before, but there's like, there's obviously a bigger push. They don't want the negative media attention that they got last year because the, the, yeah, two years in a row, it's a really, really bad look. Right. <laughs> it's not just her saying we need to do more. It's other right. people. It, it, you know, it's people like Alex Stamos who I mean, right. kind of kicked this whole thing off, uh, mm-hmm. former Facebook CISO saying, hey, I love your show, but this is, come on, we got to do something. Yeah. Um, Now, here's a question. Uh, Again, because I'm a pessimist. (laughs) What happens if we come to, uh, the show's in March, we come to February, they announce the initial lineup, and we're right back where we started in the sense that, okay, we've got two or three panels and they have one you know female representative on them but the majority of the keynotes are you know CEOs from the sponsored companies uh, that we normally see it's it's you know it's it's a familiar lineup yeah and really not that much has changed um, <laughs> that's when I start making calls to the sponsored companies <laughs> and seeing who I can get on the phone <laughs> so this is a tough position, I think, because, yeah, I would put some of this on the vendors, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, it's a t- I, guess, I don't want to say it's a tough ask, but if you, if you are RSA, if, you're, if Sandra Thomas goes to um, uh, uh, you know, one of the gold sponsors of the event and says, listen, we love your CEO, but we'd like somebody else. <laughs> Right. <laughs> in the keynote lineup, um, besides him, um, right. I mean, that's 
that's and then if, if they I was don't the, deliver yeah if i was the yeah. vendor i would say go pound sand i'm paying you x number of dollars to get on that stage i mean i don't think she went and said you have to send somebody else i think no, she no, no, said no. please keep diversity in right, mind right um and she said everyone i mean this is of course she wouldn't tell me if there are any problems but if, even if there were she said that everyone was very cooperative and said yeah absolutely we'll go back we'll c- consider who we send yeah. with diversity in mind it'll be interesting to see if i mean i don't know that we'll ever get any insight into this but if there's been pushback that's what i want to know but (laughs) but also i mean what are those discussions like uh they're probably not the way i just described no (laughs) i imagine they're not a dumbed down version and i (laughs) stress the word dumb um but yeah but i mean i like i've worked at companies that have had big like conference you know events businesses and I've been some, I've had some insight into that. And I know that it's like, man, it's hard to get like people on stage. Just in general, it's hard to, you know, and you can sell your sponsorships and whatever. I wonder if if they really find themselves in a pickle, RSA, like, are they gonna have to change the business model? Like, like the, how, how they're doing this completely to say, all right, we gotta get rid of, I, I don't know, the, the the way we do keynotes. Maybe we just do one keynote, like Blackout, or maybe we just do, I don't know. I don't think they'd jump exactly to changing the model right away. If if they really felt strongly enough about it, and if their sponsored speakers, sponsors, the companies that sponsor speakers were not cooperative, I mean, I think step one, if they were so inclined, would it be to find new sponsors, not to change the model yet, unless they had, unless they couldn't find other sponsors and they really felt like taking a stand on it, which is doubtful, but yeah. yeah. But that would be impressive. Like, I mean, it'd be great. (laughs) Nothing would show that you are, I mean, now that I'm saying that I think RSA is paying lip service, I don't think they are. I think this is, like I said, this is there's details to this. This looks like there was some thought mm-hmm. and some planning that went into this, and they are they are trying. Like you said, yeah. St. John's trying. I they think they're really trying. They want to do something different. But, you know, nothing would show that they are they're really in this for the long haul than, you know, putting that uh, those business interests to the side or, mm-hmm. or, or at least, you know, not getting rid of them, but just to the side. And saying, you know, we we are going to put our money where our mouth is. I, I think you're right. It probably won't come to that. It'll probably. No. And if it does, it would be years down the line. It yeah, wouldn't be yeah. next year. It's going to be some interesting conversations with uh, some vendors and some, some different people. And a little bit more work on the recruiting end. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, that's what you have to do. You just have to work harder. Diversity isn't necessarily going to present itself especially if you are don't have the most welcoming atmosphere. You have to do a little bit of work and change how people think and feel about your event and reach out further than you have before. Yeah. You gotta do the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not something that's gonna be fixed overnight, but like like you had pointed out, the initiatives with reaching younger people, like I think those are ultimately we may look back on this and say those are the things that had the most, that were most important because, uh, 
I don't want to say that like changing the keynote lineups and the panel thing like that that's window dressing it does matter it sends a message mm-hmm. it's it, you're changing the content you're changing the way you run the show but you're, you're not going to have the, the the balance that you want in the overall profession and then have a greater field from which to, to pluck people right. and get them on stage unless you start doing something that um, gets more more women and more girls like interested in this yeah you have to think in the long term for sure yeah and they it seems like they are so yeah so yeah we 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 gave rsa a fair amount of heat oh yeah (laughs) but i think that sorry not uh, sorry (laughs) yeah but i think that this is this is a notable step in the right direction it'll be interesting to see what the lineup is for yeah i'm i'm encouraged and i'm curious i'm excited and curious to see how this year this next conference goes yeah well maddie thank you for joining me in this discussion thanks for having me and thank you to the readers and listeners of search security i'm rob wright and we will see you next time